get the chat rolling again. Welcome to the Catfish and Crappie Podcast. My name is Mark, and tonight's guest, David Lemon. Lemon Lehman, right? No, it's Lemon. It is Lemon. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that, David. You know, I do that every time we start this show. Mm-hmm. I always have the name down, and then I go to say it, and I second guess myself in the middle of it, and I screw myself up. So I apologize yeah. for that. But I tell, like I tell everybody. Tim says that was so yesterday as far as his birthday. Well, still want to make sure there's John Boy's catfish in the house. How you doing, John Boy? Joe Buck 66. How you doing, sir? What's going on? Keith, NWPA fishing in the house. All these people coming in. It's always good to see them. Oh, yeah. Like I was going to say, every time I get like halfway through the name, I start second guessing myself. But then again, I do have that last name card because nobody can say my last name whatsoever so how you doing tonight david doing good doing good do you like dave or david what's what's the best thing either or most people call me dave so all right dave well i'm 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 glad to have you here tonight um where are you from uh the middle of kansas bottom end (laughs) bottom bottom end is that just where it's at or is there an actual place called bottom end no that's just where that's just the where we're at we're at right at the middle of of the state and in only about 30 miles from oklahoma i have never been in that part of the country well i've driven through nebraska that was about it well the i got a river it's the south fork Nineskaw, and it's two blocks that way you know south of me and it is literally six inches deep and about oh eight feet wide and it's not because of the drought, because that's just what it, I mean, that's just how it flows. So we don't have much around here. Our uh, closest reservoir, Cheney Reservoir, it's 5,000 acres, but it's only 35 feet deep. Well, 35 feet deep is pretty deep to compared to what I'm used to. So you're not going to get any uh, sympathy from me, Dave. Well, that's a reservoir. That's not a river, though. <laughs> So how often, uh, so you still fish the shallow river right by your house, right? Yeah. How do you do over there? I, uh, what it, it, you know, when you fish, when you fish for catfish and things like that, it's a regional thing, you know, like I see you catch big ones and then I see like, you know, Jody and some of the other people in here, they catch them, you know, 70, 80 pounds and stuff like that. Well. At our local lake, uh, somebody caught a 71-pound flathead a few weeks back. And, I mean, around here, that's like, you know, that's like record giant type, you know, everybody come out. I mean, even though our records are higher than that, I think our flathead record's at over 100. That, that's, yeah, that's a, those are some big flatheads. Um, here where I'm at, you know, 30-pound flathead's a big flathead, 40 pounds are almost unheard of and bigger than that are like once in a lifetime fish. So yeah, it's, it's all and relative to your waters, man. I my biggest flathead in the last, my biggest flathead in the last 10 years is probably eight pounds, but I always fish that skinny water. I'm always, I mean, I'd rather, I'm a, I don't know how to explain it. I'd rather just go fishing. I don't care. I'm fixing to go make a video this, you know, coming soon with the new fly rod that I got. It's a four weight. And I'm going to go target little chubs with it. So I'm going to be catching stuff like that on size 22 and 24 flies. So 
That's fun so, too. You know, the, the micro fishing take took off a few years back, whether or not it's still uh, as big as it is, I don't know, but I, yeah. I still think it's kind of fun. I mean, I'm see, always, I did it. I did it from a kid. So we just called it fishing. Yeah, pretty much. It's if it's got cool. gills and it breathes water, it counts. And it also, it's always exciting to just, you know, pull something out of the water. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't know what's going on under there and boom, you got something on the end of your line. It's something that always amazes you as a yeah. kid. So even to this day, it does. When I get a, you know, a nice size, when I get any size fish out of there, it, it, the big ones, you know, they're a little more impressive, obviously, to oneself. Not that yeah. it's any more important, but you you, you get the drift. It's, well, it's, it's I, as close uh, to magic as I can describe, or at least the feelings as close to magic as I can describe. I, I, I always get excited in, in my one of my recent videos. I was catching crappie that were five inches long, and I was having a blast that day. Same with like that. That what did you say? That flathead is how big? Seven pounds? You said? Yeah. Yeah. That's. I don't mind catching a seven pound flathead. I'll catch them all day and all night, man. I, I don't care. Even crappie that size. If I've not been fishing up, oh, Dave's showing off some flies. If you're listening to this on a podcast, Dave's tying some flies right now and some jigs. What size hook is that? That thing's tiny. It's a ten with a sixty four head. A little little guy. Little. Yeah. And then what are you going to use that for? I'm going to go use them for crappie and bluegill Wednesday when I go fish that hot house. Yeah, you were saying dock. that you're going to you're going to take a trip and go fish one of them enclosed docks, right? Yep. Good deal. That's something that I really would be interested in this time of year, especially with this cold front that's coming. I know you guys listen on a podcast. This is a few weeks out from uh, um, from Christmas. We're we're right here. Uh, the the week before Christmas is when we're recording this, and we're getting some uh, really really cold temperatures. And you're going to have even colder ones in your part of the country, aren't you, Dave? Yeah, um, Thursday is supposed to be eight or nine degrees for a high. The low is going to be colder than that. I thought it was going to be like Ryan. Well, Hall I didn't look put much past Thursday. Okay, <laughs> Ryan Hall, I think was saying way negative numbers in your part of the country. So yeah, I I think. I, I think one of the boys earlier said something about 10 below or something like that. And I told him to shut up and go away. <laughs> we keep reminding Lyle it's going to get that cold by him and he doesn't want to hear it. He keeps sending us emojis. I keep telling him he needs to go ice fishing. I'm going to have ice at the end of this week. So hopefully next week I'll be able to get out on there and, and get back to fishing. I'm actually kind of looking forward to it. You know, every year I kind of hem and haw and go, I really don't feel like doing it. But when it gets close to time, I start getting excited. So, yeah, Why, we don't get enough. We don't get enough ice here. I mean, a couple years ago, we got down to sub-zero temperatures for like over a week, and uh, even for the high during the day. And we actually got like uh, nine or ten inches of ice on some parts of the lakes, and there were a lot of people ice fishing. But I just even being that thick, you know, now being in the wheelchair. <laughs> you can get you only, got, you only have six you only got like six square inches of pressure on that ice it's not like you're spreading any weight out or nothing it's just scary the thought of it it's yeah you'll psych yourself out of it but you can you can get a a, a side by side on that much us for the most part no ice is safe people i need to make sure i say that all the time 
No ice is safe. Always use yeah. common sense. Go with somebody. Make sure you got your ice picks with you. Take all the necessary safety measures. And if you can afford it, get a floating ice suit. So let somebody know where you're at at all times. Yeah. Well, when we were a kid, I, I fell through the ice in Texas. We should have never been on it being in Texas. But <laughs> Lyle was talking about on his show just a minute ago that about when he was in Texas and everything. That was about the same time I was down there. Yeah, Texas, they have a um, – when it gets that cold down there, they're no way ready for it. Hopefully they learned after that last time. That was a couple yeah. years ago. I could be wrong. Hopefully the oh, – Yeah, uh, I've seen all the pile-ups they had there in Denver – I mean uh, in Dallas and stuff. Yeah, speaking of Texas, Becca Mudtramps from Texas, she says we're supposed to be getting down to six degrees here in Texas on Thursday. I think pigs are going to fly. She said, everybody, everybody down there, uh, there's a lot of houses down there in Texas that are uh, up off the ground, you know, modular homes and things like that. All their pipes are going to freeze. Freeze, yep. I know a couple of people that are kind of close to me here in the catfish community that have, you know, uh, they, they, they had to go and board up around their whole house and make sure all the insulation was up and intact going around because you're absolutely right. That that cold air gets underneath those homes and it, it wreaks havoc on them. Yeah. One, one thing that can be said about that is go check on your neighbors afterwards. Make sure everybody, you see movement. <laughs> That's always a good idea. I uh, used to travel for work, and I spent some time down in uh, Lake Charles, Louisiana, right there on the Texas border, and they got an ice storm while I was down there one year, and that shut that place down. Shut it down. So, yeah, eight, inch, eight, isn't, eight inches of ice, I don't even – I don't even flinch. I posted a video on Facebook today, a memory of us walking on less than four inches this time, what, a year ago or two years ago? Um, and that was pretty safe. It's a little spongy and it'll it'll pucker you up a little bit. But, you know, when, when you haven't fished for a couple of weeks or a couple of months, you're ready to get out there. And hopefully you don't get wet and you're with people that are going to watch you. So. It's, whole, it's that whole ice popping and twanging and... I know everybody says that that's the ice growing. It's stronger. Not, no, I don't. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way Lyle is. I'm not real too sure about it. Maybe if I was up there where you're at and stuff and the ice was that thick, it'd be a different story. But well, You know, you bring up a valid point because I'm around a lot of people that ice fish and have ice fished or people that have ice fished for even longer than that. So you got people to trust. You got people that'll show you the ropes. You know what I mean? It's not like you're coming into uh, um, into an area on your own and just walking out onto some pond somewhere. I don't advise anybody ever do that. So, And most of the time, you know, at least in this part of the country, I'm outside of Chicago for those of you listening on the podcast. It's, it's you know, a lot of bass. There's some crappie, a lot of panfish. Um Nobody really fishes the river on the ice unless it's on the back channels, stuff like that. So, and we've talked about all this stuff many times, but I, I, I have to admit, I'm getting pretty excited. I tried to pick up some more gear today, and uh, they sold out quicker than. Need to, need to get you some of them 12-inch bluegill this year. Well, you know, we don't have any that big here. I have one spot that I can get on to uh, midsummer. They'll come into the shallows. I can get a nine, maybe 10 inch bluegills, which are big bluegills for here. Yeah. You know, I'm I sure thought they got, bigger. I thought, 
they got like 12 inches up there. No, not not here. Um, a little warmer climate, may climate maybe. Well, I'd I'd love to go fish where uh, Thai Pig Patrol fishes in uh, what is it, Lake Havasaw? He fishes that one, um, marina. Oh yeah, where the two pound bluegill. Oh my <laughs> goodness, that's crazy! And then he was fishing another set of docks where he was pulling out one after another, 15, 16 inch crappie. They were crazy huge. Yeah, I got a couple spots where they're the biggest crappie I've caught out of there has been 19. That's a big and I don't think I've ever yeah. seen one that big. Uh it, it was uh 3-1. Last year or this year? No, oh, it was uh, three pounds one ounce. That's a beast. I reset my PB. My PB was two pounds, I think two, two pounds, four ounces for the longest time. And I, I haven't seen one that big since I was a kid. And the only reason why we knew how big it was is because we uh, were fishing in this guy's uh, backyard, this older gentleman that dug a trench into his property, and they'd come in there to spawn. And this thing, when I was a kid, I remember that fish. It was a monster. I'd never seen anything like it. And he happened to have a postage scale uh, right in his garage, so he grabbed it, walked over, and weighed it. That's the only reason why I knew what it weighed. But I figured it's been so long, I'd reset my PB. My PB is nowhere near that. Hopefully, maybe on the ice we'll get on it. On on that, I got one spot here up north of me about an hour. There's Dan Thompson. Dan, hold on a second, real quick. Dan, congratulations! You won yourself an Abu Garcia catfish special. Email me, bud. Emails on my about page. Give me your shipping address. I'm going to ship that to you directly from Amazon. But congratulations and Merry Christmas to you. I'm glad I caught up with you. All right. Good deal. I needed to get that out of the way. Yep. He needed to get his reel so he can get it wet. I need to ship that out. I went to ship a couple of the other prizes today, David, and I ran out of shipping tape. I had to order some more shipping tape. So they're going to have to wait a couple of days till I get that. Sorry, everybody. I shipped out some jigs this morning, and I used a recycled wrapper that came from Lyle for the, his jigs. <laughs> hey, I, I just do ripped that. the label off of it and sent it on. I, I do that too all the time. Why why waste waste not want not right? Well, this things cost a dollar a piece. Mm-hmm. And, and then some. So it it's 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 good to do that. I mean, and I'm not. We're not going to get into all of that. I just don't like throwing stuff away that doesn't need to be thrown away. Common sense, just like selective harvest, same deal. But that's another story. We can get into that one of these nights on the podcast. And that ought to be a fun one. Maybe one of my final shows or something. <laughs> Just kidding, folks. Just <laughs> kidding. You know how passionate people are, David, about their sports. So, yeah, I happen to be the same way. I just don't see eye to eye with some people. But anyways, I'm talking too much here. So, all right. Tell us about this heated dock that you're planning on fishing. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. In that. I know nothing about it. That's the thing. I don't. I see it. I've seen it on the map. And I brought it up on Google. That's that's all I've got. I know. I just a- know that it. I've seen the uh, one of the YouTubers that I follow. I've seen his that I'm actually going to be meeting up there. Um, he, uh, I watched his video that, and I'd seen the inside of it and stuff. Basically, just a tent building, you know, plywood or uh, a uh, treated wood deck and a hole in the middle. So. And I noticed that it had the ramp and everything. So I was, I'm like, 
the, the whole thing is it's a two-hour drive. I hate driving that far. Yeah, it beats freezing, though. I ain't going to lie. Well, I know. And everything around here is just fixing to freeze up. So, Well, if you can get your, you bringing your son with you down there? Yeah, I'm taking Gregory. So what's the limit? Um, I have no idea. Well, bring home a couple limits. You put some meat in the freezer. Do you guys? I think that I think the limit's twenty five at Marion County. Is what I think it is. Fifty crappies, a lot of crappie. Oh yeah, that's that's a lot of filleting to do. Yep. Yeah, uh, I need to get me one of them fancy battery operated ones. Yeah, I was just uh, hearing Lyle talk about that. I actually asked for one for Christmas. That's what. Yeah, I, I asked for that Rapala lithium rechargeable one. We'll see if Santa thinks I'm good enough to get one of them for Christmas. So, yeah. well, and then 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 Lyle giving me tell him Renzetti. Yeah, that's a nice Renzetti vice you got there, bud. Well, they got another model that I like better, but well, I think I would like it better. Yeah, but I have more important things right now. Yeah, it's hard. That well, that one seems to work good. You sent me a couple of your jigs. They're pretty. They're they're pretty nice. They yeah. actually look really good. I'm not even gonna lie. I got uh, I got this vice like 12 years ago, and I'm not gonna say how much I paid because my wife's over there. I understand. So, yeah, I got my. We don't eye talk on about Od- such things. I got my eye on an Odyssey vice, and I got my eye on a a, a number five. Is that right? Fly rod to match that real that you sent me yeah i know you sent me a number six but i've been told a five will work with that won't it yeah well five uh, five six pretty much is about the same about the same i need to yeah. pick up one of them i just haven't got a chance there's so much and other stuff that i got in the there again the real the real is that really 90 percent of people don't use the drag and everything is designed on a fly rail 90 of the people slack line they have all that line piled up beside them and they, you know, use it, let it slide through their fingers and all that. Yeah. That's what, that's the way I am. The only time I ever get into my, you know, full line out, real singing is when I hang into a carp or something like that. And, you know, then you get something that can actually run. But I have a five weight and now I have a four weight now. But my five weight is what I've used for the last 12 years. And, and I love it. And I've got five pound bass on it. I've got 10 pound channel cat on it. You just got to play them. Take your time. You know, you break a four or $500 rod. You're going to have a fit. I'm not going to buy a four four or $500 fly rod just yet. That's one of the reasons yeah. why I've been a- avoiding it, Dave. And you kind of got me sucked in already doing this between you and, and Kim Burnett and Lyle, which Kim's going to be on my show next week, everybody. That ought to be a good show. So the day after Christmas, right we'll have Kim on there. But I know that if I go down that fly fishing rabbit hole, that I'm going to be in bad shape. You know, I got a couple spots where there's some big pike over here, Dave. And I want to get some, what are they, streamers they use for pike? I, I want to get a big old pike on a streamer. I think that would be fun, fun, fun. Be with that ball. Dale Hayslip is saying, won't be long. January 1, up to three-pole limit. Life changer here in Ohio. Interesting. 
Well, I had a box that had a bunch of big flies in it, and I don't know what I did with it. Well, don't, I'm not asking you to send them to me. No. i got to tie them. i got to learn. No, them. I was going to show you. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I actually think my I think my phone's sitting on that back. You know, I, I, I really try not to talk like that because next thing I know, someone's sending me something, and that's not why I mentioned yeah. it. That's no, no, no. Yeah. I, I bet I make these uh, I make these streamers and they're literally eight inches long and they basically just consist of a, a couple good long hackle feathers and some flash and um, then when you get up to where the hook's at you put a bunch of deer hair and then you start spinning the deer hair on there and then just trim it all up but you leave some of that deer hair back over all that other stuff and you get a really light streamer and they work good for bass and pike and, you know, uh, uh, hybrids and things like that. And I, I tied up a few, a few years back, a guy wanted to, you know, play around with them, a friend of mine. And we tied him up. We went there out to Kingman Lake and we was catching bass on them and stuff. We had a great time. Only time I ever used them. We only used three of them. And I tied like 10. Ain't so, that the truth? I got, I got, and like, I've never used them since. I have like eight boxes of flies now that I've tied. I got a couple of boxes of stuff that I got from other, other people that either sent them to me or I bought. I got a couple of boxes from Lyle over at Panfish Flies and Jigs. I got to place, place another order for uh, Kim Burnett. I really am looking forward to. How you doing? I'm really looking See, forward me. to. What is that? Chocolate-covered pretzels. Oh, there you the, go. The white, white chocolate. Did you bring enough for everybody, Dave? No. Okay, sorry, folks in chat. No, in At least it ain't as bad as sitting there eating M and M's through the whole show. Yeah, that's yeah. We know who does that. <laughs> Curtis, uh, Tim Molina had something really nice to say. I want to make sure that I read that out loud. Tim Molina says, "Dave amazes me. He does everything I had told myself I couldn't do. Now I've had to rethink my limitations." Now let me tell the people in podcast land what's going on there. I'd name the the um. Uh, this show, Unstoppable Angler. Uh, and, and I talked a little bit with Dave prior to the show to make sure he was okay with this. Uh, but Dave, Dave you uh, are handicapped, correct? Yes. You want to explain to the people a little bit that are listening to the audio what's going on, how you're handicapped and, and stuff like I'm, that? I'm a, uh, what, I, uh, I broke my back, basically. Um, so I'm considered a L3-4 uh, incomplete which means I have some movement, but not enough to walk or, you know, I mean, I can, I can kind of stand, but you know, that's like leaning on things and mm -hmm. it, it just really hurts my back and hurts my hips and all that. And, uh, but I mean, that's pretty much, I mean, I was out at the farm and I was chasing some birds down, some chicken. Oh, David froze here real quick. Let's see if he breaks back loose. Oh, I wonder if maybe he lost power. Well, Dave will be back here in a second. If you guys are uh, listening to this on a podcast, I'm going to take this moment to uh, uh, thank the people that that or the companies that have been big supporters of the Catfish and Crappie podcast. We're going to give a big shout out to Fishbrain. Fishbrain had me do a couple of projects for him, which I had a blast. Thank you, Fishbrain. Also, uh, Amped Outdoors is a big channel supporter. I appreciate them. I'm getting ready to get another uh, uh, lithium battery that I'm going to purchase from them this time. Thank you, Matthew. Um, I'm going to need that for some uh, ice fishing uh, use. 
Uh, also, we got um, Uncle Lou's Tackle. Uncle Lou's been helping everybody out in the catfish community quite a bit. He's got good gear. I actually just won one from Brian B. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting my first blue Uncle Lou rod. I got an ancient Mariner uh, reel that I wanted to test out, ready to go on that one. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we got Colton over at Multibars. He took good care of me. Uh, he takes good care of the channel. I can't say uh, uh, anything Um better or anything bad about those those rod racks that that he sent me the catfish and specific ones i've used them for trolling for walleyes too they work great it's it's nice to have those solid racks in the back of your boat i highly recommend them also i need to thank again and again jt and and jimmy forbes over at port barrington marina those guys are really good to me um without them the definitely my uh uh fishing and my fishing um uh okay I'm sorry about that. That's okay, David. I've my internet I'm, kicked off. That's okay. I've done this a few times, David. I was able to fill the time with with uh, uh, some big thank yous to the companies that support us. I also want to say a big thank you uh, again, after, even after this morning's live stream, to the channel members. Thank you for your support. Um, I, I I wish I could have gave every single one of you something, but I'm glad I was able to have a giveaway for for the uh, um, for the the crew members and for the subscribers as well. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. See, I was late to that show. No, I don't, I couldn't, I wasn't for once I made it there eight o'clock in the morning coffee show. So, so, oh, Richard, so you were, you were, we were talking, you were, you uh, hurt yourself chasing some chickens around the, yeah, the we were losing chickens to coyotes. So I was chasing the chickens down and I stepped in a, a rabbit hole, you know, where they had a little den with babies. And I tripped and fell forward. And when I did that, and my back popped, and that was it. it the weirdest kind of you know crazy thing that just happened. I mean, it just bad thing was is I laid there for three hours while my truck ran because I didn't oh. notice the chickens were out until after I started the truck. So, but well, it's just not the it, worst. Something part that happened. That. <laughs> Having to lay there for three hours is not a good thing. I imagine. Well. Right? It was hot. I got sunburned. Um, I was being bit by ants. It was it was pretty miserable. I was I was pretty mad by the time everybody got home and stuff. And then then it to even make it worse was by the time I got to the doctor and stuff, they were just like, "Well, you just hurt your back. You herniated a disc. You'll be fine." put me back in the vehicle and took me back to the house, wheeled me in the house. I went to bed I woke up uh, two days later. I just kind of slept and slept and slept. I was in so much pain. I woke up two days later with 106 fever oh. and I got an infection. I got an infection from it. So that just kind of finished off the rest of it. So 106. That's insane. Yeah. They thought I was going to die. I had, I had, I think I crossed 104 one time. Uh, and that was because I had an infection as well. And that was no fun ride. I can't imagine what the 106 is like. That's well, they, they had they had me where they had the ice between my legs. And they was doing all kinds of things to try to. I mean, they had me going with all kinds of fluids, uh, the chill in the IV bag. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, they was doing all kinds of stuff. But it didn't take. But after they started giving me that medicine in the IV a couple of days, it did. But, you know, except for having to roll around. But 
it was i have underlying bone problems so that's why he, things broke as easy as they did and you know just stuff like that so all right so we got the how now how do you deal with it um how long did it take you to get back on your well not back on your feet don't poor choice of words sorry about that dave Jeez, Louis. it's all right i can't believe i said that how long did it take you to get fine. back in, how long did it take you to get back in business afterwards or 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 um, the, re the rehab, the the whole mental game, all of that stuff. There, and if I'm there, getting if I'm getting too personal, let me know. I'll yeah, be happy. To stop. That's fine. No, um, rehab was pretty much they uh, they said that uh, do this, you know, do these exercises, try to touch your toes, try to do this, you know, and that was about it. I mean, there really wasn't much rehab. They said, here's a wheelchair. This is how you use it, and then uh i begged and begged and begged it just at that time insurance wouldn't cover stuff like that so you know no occupational or anything like that and so what i did was i uh finally got hold of uh this place over in wichita does physical therapy and they were able to do just say they were going to do it, uh, outpatient physical therapy when they're an inpatient facility so I just drove over there three days a week for a month and they taught me some, the, the basic tricks. The funnest thing was, was they took me to the mall and they said, you're going up that escalator. And I said, Oh, what, how am I going to do that? Get out of the chair. He's like, no, you're going to ride it up in your wheelchair. So I went up there and he says, this is what you're going to do. Grab the two things and put your front wheels on the first step, your back wheels on the second step and hold on. He says you're safer because you're holding both sides. Most people just hold one and aren't paying attention, lean in. And once I did that a couple times, I will never take an elevator again if there's an escalator. Elevators, you get trapped in them things. And then yeah. that holds all up. When you don't have your knees to absorb that, it's like going over a bump real quick. Your stomach goes up into your chest. <laughs> Speaking of elevators, I was on one when I was in Vegas. You would not like Dave. Uh, at the uh uh, Luxor in Vegas, you know, it's that pyramid building in Vegas, right? Yeah. Well, those, those elevators aren't on a piston. They're actually on wheels and tracks and they go sideways going up. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing in the world. But anyways, and just so you guys know, in podcast land, I am getting roasted by a couple of people for my, uh, get back on your feet, Dave comments. So just so you know, they're making me pay for it. Thanks guys. I'm perfectly fine with it. There's, I've heard a lot worse. Mm. There's a, uh, my grandfather, uh, and I talked about this, who taught me, you know, for the most part, got me started fishing. He, uh, uh, he was handicapped as well. He had one leg. And I think the, uh, one of, one of, one of the many, many memories I have of him is he had a Volkswagen, uh, station wagon, not a beetle, not a bus, but a station wagon, kind of a bubble wagon type deal. And it was manual and he was missing his right leg, Dave. Yeah. So he had a, he, I remember him taking us he down to the river. The no, no, no. He would take his leg off and he would, and throw it in the back seat and he would one foot it all the way down to the river. Oh yeah. Good thing I was a little kid at that time. Cause I had no idea that what he was doing was plumb near pretty crazy, but he, he managed all right. Yeah. I drive, I drive with hand controls. And when people get in there and they see that they're like, what is that? And then I have to explain, you know, this is how you use it and all that. And they're like, they well, is that safe? Well, I was like, 
Well, I can chew a power break probably better now with that than I ever <laughs> could with my feet. <laughs> uh, hold on. We got somebody here. Split shot. Uh, Bates says, my daughter keeps pushing me into the wall in an elevator at the VA. <laughs> she just my does son, It's fun my, split shot. My son, Gregory, he'll take him if I say something that he don't like. He'll grab my wheelchair and try to run off with it. What if I'm sitting in my big chair? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so how do you how do you manage you? And in the thumbnail, if you guys saw it, there's a kayak in the thumbnail. Tell us a little bit about you and kayaks. Well, fishing on the bank is really hard because you're limited. You can't like. Think of it this way is if you go to the bank, most people, when they park their vehicle next to the bank or when you park your vehicle, you walk down that bank and fish different little spots. Well, if you're in a wheelchair, you're stuck. You're not going anywhere. You're going to fish pretty much where you drove up to or as far as you can manage to get. I mean, now somebody like me that uh, I've been in it for 10 years now, so I know how to manage, you know, things I can go you know, 50, 60 yards down as long as it's grass and smooth and, you know, not a bunch of gopher holes and things. But for the most part, with that kayak, I can go anywhere on that water I want to go. No restrictions. I'm used to setting down so I can set down for four to eight hours on a kayak. Um, now the kayak seat that I got, I got an Ascend kayak. So I got a cheap one. It's like a, you know, $400, mm-hmm. $500 kayak. And so I lean back a little bit too much. So after about probably three or four hours, I do start to get hurt and then want to get off. But if I had a better seat, I could be there all day. And I've thought about taking one of my old wheelchairs that flew out of the back of the pickup truck going down the highway at 70, got a little dented up when it made its landing in the middle of the other lane. And uh, I thought about cutting the axle and the front knee area on that and mounting that to my kayak. So I basically have the seat in the back. So then I'd be comfortable be there all day. Yeah. And I got being in the wheelchair, I got big arms. So I, if somebody wants to race me to the spot in a kayak, good luck. Yeah. Good luck. I was going to say, I ain't armed. They better have them. a, they better have one of them pedal feed kayaks. My grandfather was the same way. He was like, had all the upper body strength that, that anybody I've ever met. And I know well, that for a fact. A few years ago, I bench pressed 305. So. Nice. Good for you. But that's been about five years now. So what do you do? You just kind of hoist yourself up into the kayak and leave your uh, yeah. uh, wheelchair on the bank and somebody yeah. takes it away for you? Yep. Either that or, yeah, I mean, like Gregory... Gregory, 99% of the time, Gregory's with me. You may not see Gregory, him. Gregory's your son, correct? For those Yes, who he's my son, and he lives with us. He's uh, 25 years old, and okay. uh, he has autism. Um, he He's verbal to the family, but only to people that he's really, really close to. He will not talk in front of even even uh, aunts and uncles. He, he will not talk in front of. So it's just he's... He just, he just locked, gets locked up. So, but, uh, now, uh, with me and him going together, there's always somebody there. So, you know, if I do fall or whatever, at least he can, 
you know, help me get back into the chair mm-hmm. or whatever, but I can get in and out of my chair fairly easy. And usually when I go up to the kayak, I just get as close as I can reach down with my arm and kind of just throw myself down into it basically. And just, you know, hope I don't miss <laughs> and pull holders don't feel good. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm full mobility and I kind of have to do the same thing. Yeah. I'm just old though. That's my There's been a couple of times where I've missed my hand placement on the other side of the kayak and like overshot or, and hit the ground and like almost break my wrist and, you know, or like you miss and then you fall. And so like you get a pole holder upside your head uh-huh. and you just, you, go, you ever you know, fall out of your kayak? I'm sure that's a question. Everybody. Wants I have to. never, ever flipped my kayak over. The I'm reason of it is being in the wheelchair, I've got core balance because I have, I mean, I don't have the, my, I have some, in my hip flexors and stuff, but I don't have enough in my legs to hold me steady, even in my chair. Mm -hmm. So you use more of your core. And once you use your core so much like that, I mean, I compensate so easy. I mean, there's, I've had a couple of close calls, but like I said, I have an ascend too, and you can get them things pretty. I mean, you can stand up on the edge of it and it won't tip over. Yeah. You're, you're, you're able to switch. You're able to manhandle that kayak with your, with your, core muscles so yeah i kind of get it it makes sense but there are people there are a few guys that i know that they they're you know a little bit weaker in the core and they uh, need little kicker pontoons or something like that which no big deal just add them if you need them yeah if that's what you need to do to get out on that water you should definitely do that but i i've i've you know i when i i when i first started kayak uh, fishing. I don't do it so much anymore since I got rid of my kayak, but I was surprised at how stable they really are. You know, it, it's well, it especially was really the new set on type ones. Mm-hmm. They, the they've designed top. them to where the stability is there. And they're, they're fun to fish out of. They really are. Where else can you, you know, sneak up on, on fish so stealthily and, 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 and or hook into a, whether it's a big or a small fish and have yeah. them drag you around the lake. That's always a good time. Well, and in, in the, like you said, in, in clear enough water, you can see the fish. And if you mm-hmm. just come in slow, they just think it's something drifting by. They don't get spooked. I've, I've uh, jigged with uh, five foot rods where you can see the crappie coming up and just kind of, I move it over in front of them, wiggling in there, and then they hit it, you know. They may uh-huh. be six inches away on the other side of the branch just sitting there staring at it, but if you can bring it up over and see them, you know, I keep threatening my wife I would really like to get side sonar imaging and stuff, you know. I uh-huh. think it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of that, is it cheating, is it not cheating, you know, it, I mean, it's not, you mean live, you mean live sonar? Like, yeah, uh, where you can see the fish, fish you know, yeah. and see your jig go up and down mm-hmm. and, or even the side sonar to where you can see what's in the brush and stuff. It's, I don't think it's cheating. Um, I had this talk, our last week's show was with, uh, um, the, the Justin and Josh over at, uh, Russell Marine. And, uh, I, I don't think it's cheating. I mean, I remember back in the day, uh, another one of my fishing mentors, Edward Zink, you know, God rest his soul, he's passed away. Old German guy, man, he used to rock the accordion. He used to play an accordion, Dave, through a half stack whenever there was a party on the weekends. He would blow everybody's windows out with that thing. But behind that, I remember when he got the first uh, um, sonar that had the actual thermal paper in it. 
he was so excited because he was a big lakes fisherman. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, um, everybody called him a cheater for that. And I'm like, really? Now you look at that and there's everybody's got it. Yeah. Everybody's well, got the standard one for a hundred bucks. You can get this something that does the same and no, no rolls of paper needed. Yeah. Well, and everybody's like uh, talking about getting boats now, you know, I mean, like, uh, of course, you know, we've had a few in the, in the fishing community, we've had a few accidents lately where people have, uh, are getting some new rigs and stuff, but you know, you, you're looking at new boat, you know, possibly, you know, a few other people are, well, I get on there and I really like the, uh, the, the, the low boat, uh, uh, the, oh, L O W E, I think is how oh, you say uh, it. the brand low. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like those. Um, but that's because they got a huge flat front deck, like from the, the, you know, console all the way forward. Oh, yeah. So perfect for a wheelchair. Uh huh. You know, and, but, you know, the cheapest one's like 25 grand. So, yeah, and I thought that was expensive for a boat. And then I looked at the one that you was talking about and I went, wow. Don't tell anybody. Yeah, don't tell anybody. <laughs> so, I, uh, yeah. I, but yeah. I, if, I think if everything goes well with, with, uh, you know, if Naomi can get back to work within the next year or so since she had an accident to her car wreck and, I'm sorry. What have you? We're kind of both in the same boat, you know. At least yeah, she's she's walking around and doing her thing. So I'm I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful just to have her. But we get back onto that. I, I'm wanting to get a boat. So that's that's the key. And and my friend has a pontoon boat that we're trying to fix and stuff. So pontoon I mean, eventually we'll get out too. out there on a boat. Yeah, you know, for those of you looking to get into a boat and you don't think you can get into a boat, you can. The best way to do it's keep trading up whatever it is i mean i got into this boat trading like yeah. a couple of atvs for it now this one i'm gonna sell this and we got a camper that we've had forever we'll trade and so on just keep trading up you where there's a will there's a way melissa does have a question i'm falling behind here in chat melissa wants to know do you use a quickie wheelchair or ever tried one dave um yeah i used the quickie wheelchair that's what they gave me in the first and within six months i begged for something else um i i am a tie light guy i i like the tie lights my wheelchair weighs 26 pounds fully assembled that's it, huh? that's it and so and plus my wheels pop off my back folds down you know it's easy i can i can go i got a uh 2018 colorado chevy colorado it's uh -huh. got a three inch lift on it so i'm not i'm not into minivan so therefore, when I take my chair apart, I got to be able to reach down and grab each piece at a time and be able to pull it in. So I, I you can't do that with a quickie as easy as you can uh, tie light. And I've got two quickies out there hanging in the shop that are just completely destroyed because of me jumping off of curbs or going, you know, uh -huh. I'll jump down two steps. If I got to go 100 yards all the way around and follow the handicap path, or just jump down two steps to get 20 feet. I'm jumping down them two steps. I just, you know, you just balance on your back wheels, do a wheelie and dunk, dunk, you're down it. There you go. <laughs> Worst that thing that happens is you get skinned hands like you did when you fell off your bike. There you go. 
Uh, Dustin over at Team Stag and Whiskers says, we don't say disability in our house. We say different abilities. There you go. Yeah. Uh, let's see what kind of other questions. Well, you know, you know what we call people that walk around, all of us guys in the wheelchairs? We call them man bodies. Call them, call them what? Able bodies. Able bodies. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, ABs, able body. So if you ever hear a guy in a wheelchair go, yeah, look at that. Even you know, it's meant to be derogatory. <laughs> Danny Stone Outdoors says Dave has inspired me many times, uh, many times to get to fishing spots I thought I could not get to because I thought it was too hard. You're a hell of a guy, Dave Lemon. Thank you. That That's was Danny. Danny Stone. That was Danny Stone. So, all right. I think. Yeah, Danny. Him. No, I, I watched the whole time he was down there in Florida, even though he didn't really catch much. Yeah, he didn't. And, and then he got kind of caught on that nude beach and he yeah, that, they, that water that funnel almost got him. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't a good time, but Florida you had to mention Florida. I've been dreaming about driving down there. But I guess they're getting that subs they're getting that cold temps down there too. So small water charters. If you're watching this after the fact, you're finally getting some of my weather. You know, he's always bragging to me that he's got 80 degree weather and stuff. Well, yeah, I know that well, it's just like um Fresno, he keeps saying stuff too. So all all them guys that live in the warmer climate, you know, I ain't even see, ever seen any salt water. Except for when I'm making in the kitchen with some, you know, table salt. Pretty I've much. never I... seen salt water. I went to the Gulf is like 14 hours away. The West Coast is two days away. The East Coast is a day and a half, if not two days away. So I'm just kind of, I probably won't never go. And I ain't getting I... on an airplane because I see how they treat wheelchairs. I have a... Uh, uh... I fished saltwater once in my life. I'd like to do it a little more. I'm not going to lie. It, it was on my my honeymoon. We actually went fishing for barracuda, and that was fun and stuff. I got deathly seasick, though. I'll stick to the flats and stuff on saltwater, maybe some trout or some bull drum or, or, or fish like that to, to start. Maybe even do yeah. some some pier fishing or some some shark fishing with Danny. That would be fun to go down and fish. Well, Creo still fishes the a chop. See, I want to do some. I want to do some pier fishing, and, like and I do time. want to go. I I mean, it's not like I don't want to go. I do want to go do some saltwater fishing. I would like to catch something big enough to make me go for a ride. You have to get on a go after a shark. Did you, just Justin Johnson over a kayak catfish and hooked into a couple of monster sharks in the last week, and they took him for a ride on that kayak of his. One of them, he was out like way out there, miles and miles away. So he was, he was, he was a little worried. He was even saying so. So he had yeah, a paddle. I haven't, he hasn't popped for some reason. Kayak catfishing hasn't popped up in my feed for a while. Just to come oh, think been, about it. He's been on for a while. Yeah, folks, if you haven't hit the subscribe button, please hit the subscribe button here on YouTube. If you're listening to this on the audio podcast and you're not following the podcast, please follow the podcast. And if you like what you're hearing, I'd love a good review. I really would. It's 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 awesome to see them come through, and I'd, I'd really appreciate it. So thank you for doing all that. And if you're, a YouTube, if you're on YouTube here, please hit the thumbs up. Make sure your bell notifications rung because I'm going to start going live uh, a, a little bit more and releasing some more videos over the 
the winter that you're not going to want to you're not going to want to miss so and ice fishing is going to be one of them things that i do last minute so we'll see so um tell me a little bit about your your jig time do you sell jigs dave i i have i have been selling jigs um it's been to mostly friends or just people that hit me up and heck most of the time i end up if it's somebody i like i end up just giving them to them you know i i gotta quit doing that because i just i'll probably give away as many as i get you know but i uh i'm getting tomorrow uh i'm making the payment to the guy to build my website and so we'll i'm it'll be doublehookangling.com uh, I've cool. already bought the domain name, so it's doublehookangling.com. But I gotta gotta get somebody to help me figure it out because I can't. You'll get it figured out if and go ahead and uh, link in the description to Dave's YouTube channel. Go over there; I'm sure he'll keep everybody updated to the status of that website and yeah. and, and once it started. And if you want to go ahead and support a great angler um, by buying some of his jigs, you can always do that there. And yeah. And, I, you're gonna get you're gonna get some pretty decent product as well definitely there you go he's showing off a nice white and black little little bumblebee looking jig that's pretty nice i like the size of those that's pretty good i need to get me a magnifying glass i'm not even gonna lie one of them ones lyle was saying that he wants one of them ones that's the big circle with a light in it i want ones like my uh buddy Corey over at uh immaculate tackle has he actually it's almost like a welding helmet lens that's a magnifying glass just so i can tie some of those smaller flies and jigs so <laughs> i got new glasses that here just this last couple of weeks i broke my uh, glasses i was out of the game for three weeks i couldn't talk i couldn't read i couldn't see the screen could do nothing Spend seven hundred dollars on glasses and guess what i still gotta look through the bottom of them. i still gotta lean back yeah oh man we could talk uh, we'll talk about glasses when we get done with this so it's it's all of this it's all of this every as soon as it went gray i just couldn't see nothing mine just went gray in the last like three years jimmy christmas thanks miss becca becca's sharing out david's link and it is in the description too so uh let's see what else we got in here So have you been tying? I I tied the last time I was on uh, James Dockery Fishing's channel. Um, I did have Danny Stone send me some uh, bucktails, which I can't wait to get on there. I need to go out in the garage. Well, I, I got to get my ice fishing gear. That's priority number one. We're going to get that stuff all set up, ready to go, uh, so I can fish here in the next few days. So uh, uh, we will be uh, tying some jigs either live on Panfish Nation or if I'm invited on James Dockery's channel, uh, James Dockery Fishing, I'm not going to hold my breath on that one, but you never know. I was surprised he had me come up that day and everybody else. James no, he, he's a he's a great guy. Just I was shocked. I could see I still see myself as nobody and just oh, me. We're all a bunch of nobodies, plain and simple. We're just people yeah. who like to fish. So, and now you're the unstoppable angler, Dave. Yeah, when I seen that, I showed Naomi. You can see it made me blush. I feel. Did it make you blush? Good. I <laughs> hope you took that the right way. So, oh, somebody, some. Look at this. So close to Christmas, and Chad's spewing profanity in the chat, Dave. 
turkey bacon emojis. Me and Dave are both nodding our heads. So you got any uh, big fishing plans for the coming up holiday weekend? The uh, fish in that ice house, and that's probably going to be about it okay. for a while. Um, this time of year, like I said, we get we get ice, and it gets hard to fish. So I built the dock out at the pond. So you know, I kind of that my thinking it was was I can't have safe ice. I'll have a dock where I can go out and punch a hole okay. in, make safe ice. So you know, um, and I planted a hedge tree. I don't know if you know what a hedge tree is. Um, uh-huh. A lot of people call it Osage Orange, I think is its technical name. But we planted one of them upside down with all the fingers in the mud right at the end of my dock. So that ought to be some good structure. And it's been in there for over a week now, so I'm sure they're used to it and everything. Probably piled up on it. Hopefully they'll get on there. You know what? I really have no idea how long it would take fish to gravitate to a piece of structure you drop like that. Yeah. Danny Stone's bragging here. He says, catfish and crappie. I hate to tell you, Mark, but the jig mold I gave Delisle, I won from Dave. Yep. He won it on my show. Well, you know what? Delisle burns through jigs Then he gifted it to Lyle. Lyle burns through jigs like crazy. If anybody will be able to put that to good use, it's going to be him. So I even sent him some. I sent him some. uh, I think I sent him. Size four, six, and eight hooks. The so. six and eights he loves. He loves those smaller hooks. He's uh, big on tying the blue t- bluegill jigs and flies. So he'll he'll definitely put those to use. So I don't have the the lead or the pot or any of that stuff, Danny. So um, I'll just have uh, I'll keep buying my jigs for now until I get enough time to to go buy that. I don't I don't tie enough to to need a thousand or five thousand at a time lyle so see when i go buy hooks i buy about five thousand at a time <laughs> but it's just hooks lyle's buying jig heads five thousand at a time or at least he didn't oh well hey lyle i know a guy that will sell you as many painted jig heads as you want there you go i will sell just the painted heads you want to tie your own but that was the, the my my uh, website. I get that up, and then uh, if anybody does want jigs and stuff, they can just hit me up at doublehookangling uh, gmail for now. What is your email address? It's doublehookangling at gmail. Doublehookangling, all spelled out at gmail, and and he'll shoot you some prices for some jig heads. Just tell him what size and weight you're interested in. So, you got anything else, Dave? Um, I guess not. I mean, everybody, everybody getting into. I mean, if you tying isn't hard to get into, it's actually fairly cheap to start. But I'll warn you: once you do, it gets expensive. I mean, you can see all these boxes behind me, and that's not even. I've probably got these little totes. I've probably got about twenty of these just you know, packed full of different stuff, you know, marabou in one, bucks in the other, body bellies in the other, squirrel in one, hackle in another. Missy Kennedy says she needs some uh, jig head size eight hooks. So you might be getting an email from her. Becca shared yep, your email. Send me an email. 
Cool. I have about uh, 25 colors. So, but I, I greatly appreciate you having me up while I, like I said, I'm Mark. just trying to, Mark. you know, get my word out and uh -huh. have people watch me. And I like to watch other people. And the more information we can share with each other, you know, maybe the better we will become at fishing and we won't sit there all day skunked and. Yeah, I know some people I know a heck of a lot about fishing and they get skunked an awful lot. Too, oh, yeah. so it's all about, you know, hanging out and being involved in uh, the sport that we all like. And here, wait, Tim Molina's comments getting ready to come up here. There he goes. <laughs> Tim is poking fun at me. See, uh, and, and, and when you, uh, when you fish with small jigs and things like that, you get a, get a higher you know chance of catching some, so less chance of being skunked. And like I said, I'll go fishing for minnows. I, I I literally will. I will get a size twenty to twenty four hook, and you know if there's you see a school of shiners messing around by the dock or something, get you a little piece of bread or get you a little piece of power bait or something like that. Put on one of those little hooks. So you can sit there and catch bait while you're fishing for your big fish. There you go. We got, oh, thank you very much, Melissa. Oh, that caught my eye. It says, another awesome show. Thanks, Mark and Dave. Merry Christmas to all. So, Dave, let me wish you a Merry Christmas. Let me wish everybody out here in Chan a Merry Christmas. If you're listening to the podcast, I know it's well after Christmas. I hope you had a great Christmas. Hope you got everything you needed. I hope you get out and fish and you all get your monsters. So, David, thank you very much for spending uh, uh, the time with me. I'm uh, uh, really grateful uh that you uh, uh uh came on it was a good deal if anybody has any questions for you miss becca put your email address up there if you're interested in getting some jigs so contact dave at doublehookangling at gmail.com there's a link to your website in the description both on the youtube channel and on the podcast so check him out give him a sub give him some support it'd be awesome for you to do that dave thank you very much yep. god bless you yeah good night everybody have a great one merry christmas Bye bye Merry Christmas.